welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. That's right. In this podcast, we talked about concerns, concerns facing you, issues impacting your community. You talked about it in the barbershop, and we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. And hello, my name is J-Rod, and I am your host. And I am in Out the Way Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discussed them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. Oh, that's right. That is barbershop.talk. Yeah, and like, and like Casey said, what we try to do is recreate the environment of the barbershop and the conversation and bring it on our podcast. And I do have to say that the biggest discussion today was about the Indianapolis Colts. Yay, yay, yay. Oh, yeah. They made the playoffs. Uh, you know, they needed help. They got the help, and then they got the job done. Yeah, you know, I thought it was kind of funny that they actually could have won the the uh, the, the yeah the division. Yeah, they actually could have, and Houston almost pulled it off. Yeah, it was a great effort by Houston. Uh, at one point, it looked like they they just might do it. Yeah. Oh, but you know something, Casey? I I do have to bring this up mm-hmm. because if I'm not mistaken, on the last podcast, I said the coach was going to the playoffs, and I think you said they were not. Is that true? Well, I don't know. Do you, do you, when was the last time you listened to the last podcast? Uh-oh. oh, here, Here's Casey. Uh-oh. Stop all that crying. <laughs> With all the crying. <laughs> because I think I was absolutely right. But but tell you the truth, uh, uh, I just went with the, the odds because I think it was that four teams uh, out of the four, all of them had to win. And so I figured out of the four, somebody had to lose at least one out of the four. So I really just played the odds, but you were spot on with your comments and your thought. Uh, I just went with the numbers on that one. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, to my surprise, uh, Buffalo did not rest their starters. In fact, they put the, put the hammer down <laughs> on Miami. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to, uh, to go into the playoffs on a roll. And, uh, uh, and so I, I thank y'all for that. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. In, in fact, I, I do have to say that, Buffalo, in my opinion, is a hot team right now. Uh, they may be peaking at the right time. And so, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were actually, and I'm going out on a limb here, saying that they make it to the Super Bowl. Oh, well, yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, I think this is one of the rare occurrences in which the final standings in the conference truly reflect um, the abilities of the team. I still think can- uh, Kansas City is is the top team, the best team, uh, because one, they not only have the best record, uh, they're the defending champions until you beat the champion, they are the champion. Uh, Buffalo has been dominant uh, as of late. And uh, and so they're the number two seed. And I think they're, they've demonstrated that they're cut above the number three seed, which is Pittsburgh, who when they're playing correctly is better than the number four seed, Tennessee. And uh, Tennessee, uh, uh, you know, them and Baltimore are pretty close. 
But if you look at the last couple of times they've met, Tennessee is beating Baltimore. So, you know, Baltimore is the number five seed. And then you have Cleveland, uh, which is the number six seed. And Cleveland, they're not quite as good as those teams above them, but they pounded the Colts earlier in the year. So they are definitely better than the Colts. So I think the standings going into the playoffs truly reflect the abilities of the team. Well, you're absolutely right, but I do have to remind you, a lot of times the standings does not predict the winner because I will say when it comes to the playoff, single elimination, whoever plays the best that particular day. In fact, I have to give Buffalo a lot of credit because every time I turn, I I wasn't really looking at the game, but every time I turned to the Buffalo to see what's going on, I heard this. (laughs) Then I, I, I looked at something else. I came back and I heard this. That's right. <laughs> then I said, oh, they must be winning. I went to the kitchen, give me something to eat. When I came back and sat down, I heard this again. So <laughs> Buffalo was kid was killing. They were. They are definitely on a roll. And I do think uh, you, you are correct. They are the hot team uh, going into the playoffs in the, in the AFC. Hey, you know something? Now, we have a, a barber in 421 Barbershop, which is located here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. Uh, we call it First and Ten. And he normally has a lot of input uh, when it comes to sports. Now, the reason we call him first and 10, because when we when we talk about what's going on in sports and he joined in the conversation, you got to move the sticks. You have got to continue the conversation. <laughs> That's why we call him first and 10. Now, with saying that, I think what I would like to do is uh, call him up. I would like to call him up. Oh, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get first and 10 yeah. on this show. What, what are they laughing? Did they already know first and 10? <laughs> they cracking up laughing. What's up with that? Well, they expect something we know. But anyway, we're going to call first and 10. Yeah, now remember, now he's a barbershop. Uh, he's a barber. I said barbershop. Yeah, he's in the barbershop before 21 barber. So I'm going to see if we can get some of his input because he always has a lot to say when it comes to uh, sports. So the thing I want to talk to him about because he had a lot of comments about Phil Rip, Phillip, uh, Rivers. Okay. Right, about him coming back. He had a lot to say when he had that $25 million contract for one year. So let's just let him join the conversation. Let's see if we can call him. Oh, hey. Hey, hello. You're on barbershop.talk. You're talking to J-Rod. Is this first and 10? Yes, it is. Hey, all right. Hey, I'm glad hey. to have you on our podcast. And I'm sitting here. How you doing, J. Rod? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I'm sitting here in the studio, out the way studio in Indianapolis with KC. KC, you want to say something to First and Ten? Yeah, welcome aboard, First and Ten. It's good to have you on the show. KC, man, thanks for both of you, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, now let me tell you why we, we called you First and Ten. Is that okay. what we wanted to get some of your input because you know, there's a reason why they call you first and ten. There's a reason. It is. It, absolutely right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Because when you join the All conversation, right. you got All to right. move What are we sticks. talking about? You advance the conversation along. That's well, right now we're talking about Phil Rivers, you know, and we talked about, you know, uh, first mm. of all, his performance this year and if the Colts should uh, make an offer for him to be here for next year. So what is your insight on that? What, what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, um, Philip Rivers, he's a good quarterback, yeah, but yeah. He, he's slow-footed and he's 39 years old, and <laughs> yeah. that's where the problems come in at. 
Is that the is that the problem? <laughs> that's that's the problem. Now that's the problem. But I mean, he he he's. He, I'm not going to use the word smart. He's experienced. He knows what to do in just about any situation that you put him in. You know, I as think, long as he's off, as long as he ain't on his back. Yeah. <laughs> I think you got. Or trying to run. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. Because one time I heard you say, uh, first and ten in the barbershop, is that uh, if Phil Rivers is in the shotgun, he's going to throw the ball. He cannot create on his own because he's 39 years old. He's small. He's not going to run the ball. So you right. almost can automatically read that if he's in the shotgun, it is a pass play. And, That's and that, exactly right. Well, that means I got a yeah, and I kind of agree with you. I think uh, <laughs> I think with first and ten. I mean, I'm sorry. I think with uh, Philip Rivers, uh, you have a guy who has a lower ceiling than most of the better quarterbacks. Uh, the thing oh, that you absolutely. do get with Philip Rivers, though, is that he consistently plays up to that ceiling. So mm-hmm. for this season, you got exactly what you expected from Philip Rivers. Uh, that. Mm-hmm. He would get some solid play. Uh, most of the times, he's not going to hurt you. Uh, he can make the right play from his experience. But he doesn't have what it takes to make a difference in terms of taking a team from being a uh, a, a good team to a championship caliber team. You know, I think, I think that's exactly right. Yeah, I happen to kind of agree with that as well, because I just really do. I think that the game had passed Phillip Rivers. I think that Lamar Jackson uh, and, and, and Hurt and other quarterbacks like that show that the game has changed, where you need to have a mobility in the quarterback position. Now, back in the day, mm-hmm. pocket quarterbacks were fantastic. Today, it can be a deficit. Yeah, and I think absolutely if, right. And I think if you're going to be a pocket quarterback, you better be a very special pocket quarterback. And he's a good pocket quarterback, but he's not a very special pocket quarterback. Yeah, you got to be from heaven. Right. But you know what? I'm all ears. Go ahead. You know what, though? He really, if, if he could just make a few plays with his feet, I mean, you know, if, if he would run just out of fear alone, <laughs> just fear for his life, <laughs> I agree with he you. ought to be able to get Three or four yards, man. He can't First and ten, I, I think you can outrun Philip Rivers, <laughs> and so I think you're right. And so uh, I think that's why he ain't gonna try to run. <laughs> yeah, I think anybody can outrun him. Man, he had he was sacked 19 times this year, and that was like that's like 28 in the league. Oh my! So if you keep him upright, you can get him around middle of the pack and everything else. So it's all about keeping him off of his back. I think I think he's oh, definitely right. I, I think he's on something there. I really do. They can't win like otherwise they can't win nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be serious. You know, be yeah. truthful here. Yeah, yeah. I I, I uh, definitely think uh, the teams that they would be facing in the playoff uh, overall are going to be superior to the Colts, mm-hmm. mainly because of the limitations of Phillip Rivers. But mm-hmm. the only way I see them being able to overcome that is if they have to run the ball immediately and effectively to give Phillip Rivers a chance. Yeah. That's right. I, I agree. Some, sometime I really want to ask Phillip Rivers this question. I really do. 
what what would you say you do here? A side army. That's what I do here. Right, right. But well, let me right. ask, let me ask you I this mean, first, I, Let me ask you this yeah. person, Tim. What do you think about him returning for next year? Oh no. No. I tell you what though. I tell you who I like. Not Casey, I know you're gonna disagree with me on this one. But you I like me. Marcus Mariota. Hmm. If, 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 if Wright can do what he does with Phillip Rivers, because look at what San Diego, I mean, I'm sorry, the Chargers are doing right now. Mm-hmm. And look at what Phillip Rivers is doing. So um, I think Wright can take someone like Mariota, who has some mobility and has got a strong arm. He's a big guy. Uh, he's, he's got some experience. He does. He, so, has, he has an issue with accuracy at times. So. Yeah, big uh, time. Yeah. I mean, would I take him over Philip Rivers coming back? Yes, but he certainly wouldn't be my top choice. I'd rather they look at somebody like Jameis Winston, who I know can throw the football accurately downfield. I think that's what was missing uh, with this coast offense. There wasn't enough downfield passing. Uh, they have been doing a little of that you know, lately, but there wasn't enough of that. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah. Oh, you must make a really good point there, Casey. But I can see either one of those two. I can see either one of those two contributing. Yep, I think that's a winner. Duh, winning. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I can really see that. But but is he going to be on the market? You know, is, is that just is that just football talk, or is that a realistic uh, venture that the coast may look at? What do you think on first and ten? I really don't know. That's just my opinion. I really haven't heard that anywhere come up in, you know, any conversation other than, you know, what's on my mind. Right. So I don't know. Right. I don't know. He He's a backup at uh, with the Chargers, and that's that's where he's going to remain. So even if he is still under contract, he is available. They're, you know, teams will trade a backup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that's mm-hmm. what they wanted mm-hmm. to do, he is available. I mean, what else do you do, uh, J-Rod? I mean, what else do you do? Now, well, I, who else is available other I, than Jameis Winston now? I, uh, I do Sam like Darnold. Uh, I, I think he could be available. On I don't want them to go for Carson Wentz. Uh, that's the talk now because trying to reunite Carson Wentz with Frank Wright. But I don't want that. He looked like damaged goods to me. Yeah, no. I don't even want, want Darnold. I, I really don't. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that the well, uh, Darnold didn't get a fair shake, but I think he has plenty of talent. Well, I, I'm not disputing his talent. I just don't think it's good enough for the Colts. I mean, I, I just don't. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not. I'm just not feeling that one. You know, it seemed like he really disgusts me. <laughs> you mm-hmm. disgust me. I agree. Well, he don't disgust me, totally. but he, he's played with a horrible organization uh, with minimal talent and a, a terrible offensive line. So oh. uh, I think he has a, a, a higher ceiling then, if we will, than let's say uh, Mariota and Phillip Rivers. Oh. Now, can he reach that ceiling? I, I can't say that he can, but I think he has a higher ceiling. If, if you bring them in, and uh, can I ask both of you guys a question? Yeah, sure. Do, what do you think they ought to do with their coach? Do you think he threw that game on purpose? Who's oh, coach? Uh, you talking about the Philadelphia Eagles? Right, man. That, that you know something. First of all, this is what he said on the interview. I apologize for nothing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
okay, <laughs> I, I don't think that the New York Giants have a legitimate gripe because here's a team that's six and, and nine right. complaining about somebody else that's won fewer games than them not helping them get into the playoffs. So they have no argument. Uh, just go eight and eight and you win your division and you're in the playoffs. So, you know, so as far yeah, as the right, Giants side game. of it, I don't. Now, did he play to win? Maybe he didn't. He did However, not. did Pittsburgh play to win that last game when they benched uh, a lot of their starters? No. Nope. So, you know, that happens. Uh, he really had nothing to gain by winning. No, no, no first of all, he shouldn't have done it. It was a bad decision. And I'm going to tell you why it was a bad decision. Now, I, I don't know about how much Porsche I didn't play it. I don't, I don't know what level. But you know for a fact when the coach pulled you out the game in a situation like that, it affects you mentally. It affects oh, you mentally. Your mm-hmm. confidence are gone, and then you're going to mm-hmm. end up playing not to make a mistake rather than to play to win. And then it makes mm-hmm. you question the organization. So I think it was a bad move. They was only down by three points. There was nothing to gain, nothing to gain whatsoever, everything to lose. The third-string quarterback wasn't even in competition for the second-string quarterback. So I, okay. I, I just don't like it. I truly think that they was trying to – I didn't like it either. No, I, I think it was I'm terrible. not saying I liked it, but I'm going to uh, counter that, though. Before the game even was played, their coach said he wanted to take a look at that guy so he could evaluate whether or not uh, – if he wants to retain him going forward. Uh, he got forward. all offseason so, to Well, in real him. game. No, no, real game situation. And then and then on top of that. There's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight. Then it's on top of that, Hurts um, was playing horrible at that point of the game. He had been playing Ooh. horrible the last uh, – Hurts, oh, yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, been, yeah. He, he yeah, he started out the game okay, but as the game mm-hmm. progressed, his play actually – his level of play actually uh, – you know something, and that is exactly what I was talking about, where it, it affects a athlete mentally, because now you plan not to make a mistake. You're playing to be perfect mm-hmm. instead of playing to play. And, then the, and, well, and you as the coach, I'm sorry, go ahead, you go as ahead. the coach splintered your locker room. You divided your own locker room. So that's the problem I got with it. Yeah, well, you know, you, I think that's true, too. You know, I, I really think that's true, too. If, if if this was the middle of the season and, you know, and all games still matter and could, could, could impact things, I would agree 100%. This was the last game of the season. It was basically the last quarter uh, of the season. Your season was over with. Uh, there was nothing else. You was three points down. Game. You was three points down. And, and don't, give me but, that, don't give me the excuse that I just put them in there to evaluate them. You have all right. off season to evaluate, you evaluate a play. In real game situation and, and exactly. in real games. Right. Well, and right. what, I understand that exactly. real games. This is not something that he just play. did at the spur of the moment. He announced before this game was being played that he was going to play this guy to evaluate. But I think he got something against. Okay, Kirk. so I really do. I think that he's trying to so does Sudfield. You think he'll be back in the NFL next year? No, I don't. You really think he'll make an NFL roster? Uh, no, he's he sucked, but you needed to know that he sucked. Oh, okay. well, you, well, you, you should have figured that out before you start the season. You don't put somebody in the last. That's somebody, somebody sitting on the right. bench all year long. You say, okay, I got three minutes. I'm going to let you play to see if you're going to make the varsity team. You know that guy was going to make the varsity team right. 
before the season, after the season, and you still got another tryout with new players competing. We have seen cases where guys that came out of nowhere we never heard of or guys that had failed it with other teams before he was to get another opportunity and they make something out of it. So I, I really don't have a problem. If Philly had something on the line for that game right. and he did Man, that, that I'd be up and on. I'm still not buying But they had nothing it. on the line. I am still not buying it. I am still not, I'm not buying it. I mean, I, 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 bad I, move. Fire I, I, the coach. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Fire the coach. Bad move. That's right. Well, <laughs> well, we kind of live it on time, and I know we can talk about this all day long, but first and 10, I have oh, to boy. say thank you very much for joining us on uh, Barbershop.talk. It was really some intriguing insight, and we must got we must do this again in the future. We got to. And we have to. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. It was a pleasure speaking All with right. you first and hey. hey, guys. Thanks for having me. All righty. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. All right. And that was quite a conversation. It was. Yeah, we, we started getting fired up on that last topic about that quarterback uh, and the coach's decision. But let me go ahead and do this. I'm just going to go ahead and, and enter our break because we do got to have time to recognize our sponsors. So at this time, what I want to do is recognize Out the Way Studios. These, This is the studio that we are located right now here in Indianapolis. They do a multitude of things. And one of them is they provide custom-made T-shirts and other apparel. And, and in fact, if you want to make an order or see what they have in their catalog, the only thing you need to do is email King Cap. And cap is with a K, King, K-I-N-G, cap, K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com for more information. And also, I want to recognize our second sponsor. Our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop here in Indianapolis on Michigan Road. And you have heard from two of their master barbers today, J-Rod and First and Ten. All right. Any shout-outs you want to make, uh, KC? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think... Um... I think we got time for one more interesting topic. Okay, so what topic? Uh, oh, you know, I think you got a very good point. Uh, okay, all right, this is what we have here. We begin today with breaking news. All right, breaking news. What's the breaking news, Casey? Right, we got some breaking news. Okay, we've been hearing for a couple of months now about voter fraud and, and fraudulent elections and votes being changed and things of that nature. And I think we finally found some. Right. Where did we find it at? Well, let's, let's take a listen. All right. Well, wait, oh, 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 hey, Arthur trying to get in here about the breaking news because you know he's our artificial Well, he hasn't heard the news yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he heard the fraud of okay. news? Okay. All right. All right. Okay, we ignored you long enough. Right. Come on. Well, no, we're going to let you sit there for a minute because <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, Trump. Now, I do realize and Arthur, don't you argue back with us. Don't you say it. I know you want to say something. That is not breaking news. It's just news. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> he got all these four Alec bark. All right. So anyway, we want to talk about uh, uh, President Trump, because one of the things he tried to do is uh, talk to uh, some top elected officials in Georgia to try to have them find some votes. Now, if you're really thinking I make this up, what I want you to do is hear it in his own words. I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. <laughs> Casey, did you hear that? I oh, only I need. Find them. I think we are breaking you know, them. Look, <laughs> what I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 
votes, which is one more than we have, <laughs> because we won the state, and flipping the state is a great testament to our country. There's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you believe? You heard it we, from... We found our voter fraud. <laughs> At least the attempt. That's right. We found it in him. I just need for you to find... Give me 11,780 votes. That's more, that's more than what I need. I only need one more. You, you know what's funny? And I tell people this all the time. If you ever want to know what are some of the illegal things that Donald Trump has done, just listen to what he accused others of doing. Because everything he accused others of doing is what he do. And so he accused others of voter fraud, and here it is. I want to do some voter fraud. Just, That's right. It, 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 that, it is amazing. Just I think tell that, him you uh, recalculated. And I listened to the entire hour, the entire hour of that conversation, and it really did enlighten me um, about the corruption that is occurring in the White House. Because if yeah. you remember when, when he was in campaign, he was talking about, we're going to drain the swamp. You know, he <laughs> is the swamp. No, he he said, replaced the alligators <laughs> with dinosaurs. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm going to see if he said anything else. Let me see what else. Uh, so far, it looks like uh, the vote count. The bottom line is many, many times the 11,779 margin that they said we lost by. Uh, we had vast, I mean, yeah, the state is in turmoil. Uh, over this, and I know you would like to get to the bottom of it, although I saw you on television today and you said uh, that you found nothing wrong. I mean, you know, I, and I didn't lose the state for it. I won this election by hundreds of thousands of votes. There's no, you lost the election <laughs> by 11,779. <laughs> How do you know that and not know it at the same time? Yeah, I won the state by hundreds of thousands of votes, but I lost by 11,779. So give me 11,780. That's right. And I need you to find those. It is truly amazing. Now, you know, now we can talk about this in our next podcast. And I think uh, for our listeners, you can mark this down because what I think is, is going to happen now, because some of the senators, you know, is going to say, hey, I don't, I don't. Uh, agree with the electoral votes. I, I'm really thinking that in the future, the Republican Party may have a split because I really think they have, we're going to have a civil war. Uh, someone want to keep it the Trump way and the others going to say that is not what we all about. And I really, really, really think uh, that there is a possibility that that party may split. Yeah, and I Good tell point. you. J-Rod. Oh, look at Arthur. Arthur's agreeing with that. What, I'm sorry, Arthur. Yeah. Could you repeat that, please? Good point. J Rod. <laughs> and then how fast this occurs depends on the outcome of this uh, Georgia Senate runoff. I think if the Democrats win both of those seats and take control of the Senate, then this scissure or fissure within the Republican Party will start sooner rather than later. If they are able to hold on to the, uh, the to the Senate, the Republicans, uh, then I think that this this civil war may not begin to take place until uh, maybe late this summer. Yeah, I, I think you got a, a very legitimate point. I, I think you are very spot on. Now, either they can create in that civil war a, a whole new entire different party, or it may be that someone jumps ship and go to the Tea Party. 
because those are some racist people <laughs> in the tea party. <laughs> so they may just, we're just going to join the tea party. Uh, but regardless, if they do that, and if the uh, Democrat is able to unite, then it just be a benefit for the Democratic Party. Uh, but I, I am a big fan of the independent. I truly believe that you vote on the issues mm -hmm. and not necessarily the party. And if the party is hitting your issues, then perhaps you ought to consider giving your votes to them. Yeah, I personally would like to see where not only would they party, uh, the Republican Party split, but also a, a growing independent party. Give us four parties. We have more ideas and force uh, people to uh, uh, to be more uh, coercive uh, working with each other as opposed to this one ideology this way or one ideology that way. Right, right, right. Yeah, because right now, uh, when we talk about an uh, independent party, we do recognize that independence is individuals that didn't, did, uh, have not declared a party. When we talk about actually maybe creating that party. All right. So if this is what we're going to do, just go ahead and sign off. Uh, again, this is J-Rod. I'd like to thank our listeners from listening to us. Uh, we cannot do this without you. And we'd like to also thank First and Ten for joining our conversation. Casey, I'm going to hand it over to you to sign off. All right. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk Podcast, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets, be wise, be safe, and be loved. And we say, Go, go Mob. You probably could have got a good 15. <laughs>